The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. And welcome to the Broken Helmets on this Thursday, July 22nd. Brothers Eggy in attendance today. Christopher, how are you doing there? Hey, We are now getting super close to training camps as... Watching the media today, they are reporting people coming in. Ben Roethlisberger looking super felt, doing some kind of garbaggio diet, I guess. That's what everybody's talking about. So pictures of him walking in, even though he's you know super old and hasn't had a good year in quite a while. Uh, I think what the Cowboys did they check in today? Uh, is it today? Well, no, I, I, but I think people are, are hitting. I, I think the, the camp's open Every, at 26, right, in like another Well, a couple of days. them. Oh, yeah, a couple of I think three of them report this week or something. Yeah, so, I mean, they're basically starting up. I think the date that I saw was the July 26th. I think everybody rolls in on different dates regardless, but I think you're actually seeing people come in now uh, just to get ready uh, for the camps themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, news is getting better, basically, is what I'm trying to say as I continue to stammer. I've had stammering problems all week on the podcast. Just constant, eh, uh, 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 uh. shut up, dummy. So what's good with you? You got a couple of days on your own down there. I Florida, am huh? a bachelor. Yeah, I'm a bachelor. Well, I it was the plan was to be a bachelor and enjoy my uh, first couple nights without the, the baby and, and catch up on sleep, but then... One of our uh, one of one of my coworkers is going on vacation, so now I, I got to cover some shifts over the weekend to to make up for him going away. So it's all right. Uh, long and short of it, it's it's me and Monkey and uh, and some video games. That that's what it, the weekend's going to be. Ah, yes, Monk. For those who do not know, is the Eggies Florida dog. So, what kind of breed is the Monk again? He's a miniature golden doodle. Miniature golden doodle. And there's nothing miniature about him, actually. He's a giant No, dog. he's like 40 pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's only 40 pounds? Yeah, he's 40, uh, 42. 42. 42. So the two of you holding down the fort. I actually get to see my nephew tomorrow. CJ will be in attendance here in Hohokus. New Jersey to hang out with his awesome uncle, and I don't know if the kids are going to be home or not. I think the kids are actually going to go uh, to school with Allie and then come back. So it might just be me and my uh, godson alone. We'll just be throwing back beers and uh, wow, fire rockets. wow. Right? He's not. Is he that old yet? He's old enough. He's almost one. He's almost one. Okay. It's all right. So well. The beers might be a little aggressive, uh, but bottles. We'll, we'll just be throwing back bottles of something. I'd Probably seltzer for me and uh, the milk for him. Uh, but we're going to get to hang out tomorrow. So enjoy your – are you going to do anything with your time off down there? 
Did you figure out something yeah, to do? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, Saturday is like the one day I have off to do nothing. So I think I'm going to uh, wake up, go to the dog park, take the dog for a little run, and then probably hit the pool for a little bit. Okay. And uh, and then I'm going to do something that we haven't done in probably four months, and that's thoroughly clean the house behind the baby. <sighs> so exciting well, getting older. Uh, it's, it's, Nothing generates it's, podcast listens like talking about house cleaning on an NFL yeah. podcast. It's a yeah. winner right there. So let's just jump into it. Headlines coming out right now. This one is a little dated. Uh, Fred Warner, the linebacker, gets a monster extension. Five-year, $95 million. Another fuzzy number, but the guaranteed number is $40.5 million. Fred Warner, good on paper and good in actual play. Worth the money, yay or nay? I would say, according to the tackles he's had... And the presence that he, you know, holds when he's on the field. What I else would you base it on? It. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, based on those two things, would you give him the money? That's a good thing to base it on. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, me too. Uh, good, great uh, linebacker. I could have been, I, I was upset when he got drafted. He could have been a giant uh, had they drafted differently, but... Uh, I guess he could have been a Raider as well. Um, so Fred Warner gets his payday. Uh, other news that broke, and I'm, let's go to a different one. Let's go to something a little bit lighter yet. Michael Kendricks, do you remember that guy? Yeah, of course. The linebacker? He was actually yeah. really good for the Eagles for all those years, right? And then did he bounce to Minneapolis when the whole shit went down? Seattle? Did he go to Seattle when it all, all went down? Or did he go to Min- Minneapolis and then he went to Seattle? Whatever it was, he got busted for uh, insider trading. And the funny thing about this story, yeah. if I remember yeah. it correctly, didn't he admit to it like a moron through Twitter? Yeah, he admitted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's been going through all the, the plea the pleas with the plea agreements with the lawyers or whatever. Right. But when it actually when it first happened, they reported it, he got arrested, and then he went to Twitter and basically apologized. And in the apology, he admitted it. And everybody's like, What are you doing, dude? Go to court so first. Stu- Go to so court. stupid. So Michael Kendricks, that whole event comes to a halt as he gets, or it comes to an end, I should say, as he gets sentenced to a monster one day in jail. Whoa, one day in jail. Uh, Nothing like getting one day in jail for insider trading. Another quick hitter, uh, New Jersey Giants rookie Kadarius Toney on the COVID list. So he will not be uh, playing right away. Uh, I guess he'll probably miss the beginning of training camp, uh, being on the COVID list because you got to do ten days. Is that what it is? That what it is right now? Ten days off. Do you remember ten days with a negative test after those ten days or something? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I, I should have brushed up on it. I forgot it or from last three, year. Three three days of consecutive negative testing or something. I think. Yeah, well, nah, Naga, Naga, not gonna work here anymore. Uh, Kadarius Tony out. He's on the COVID list. The Dolphins uh, have <laughs> the Dolphins have built a one hundred and thirty-five million dollar practice facility. And have you seen it? Because it was all over ESPN today and Twitter. And I guess they released the video of it. 
No, I didn't see the video yet. Oh, God. It is gorgeous. I mean, it is so pretty. It looks like it looked like a, a retirement facility, a, a five-star hotel. It just it looks like something out of dreams. They go through the all the indoor facilities, the hot tubs, the pools, the indoor uh, field, the weight room, I, the cafeteria. There's player lounges. You got to go look it up online. It is just. I'm insane. looking at it now. It's. it's oh, did you find it? Yeah. Yeah, it is so phenomenal. That's oh, got a lounge like with seats. Oh yeah, and I, what I. I laughed about was just two days ago they were talking about the Green Bay Packers and how the Green Bay Packers were losing you know all kinds of money because they didn't have fans in the stadium and my point was who is going to be crying about the Packers losing money or any NFL losing money team losing money or a downgraded money from years past because they still swim in it. They're like Scrooge McDuck just swimming in a vault of coins. Golden coins. And here's more further proof. $135 million practice facility for them to hang out in. It's it's pretty awesome. And whether or not it brings in people, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Players ultimately care about that. It's a nice thing to have, but I think players want to go where they can win. Uh, but obviously It's pretty it's pretty nice. <laughs> it's really nice. Really, really nice. It's like it's it's it looks like a casino, like a like a, like what you would see like at a sports book at a casino. Yeah, it's it's a retreat. It's like a, it's, a, it's a super millionaire retreat type area, yeah. is what it is. And they've got it for their practice facility. Holy so. cow! That's shed ridiculous. no tears for those NFL teams, folks. Shed no tears. Uh, a sad note: uh, Jets passing game coordinator Greg Knapp died after he got hit by a car on his bicycle. He had come from the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. This was his first year. He's going to be under Salah doing the passing game coordination. Riding his bike, gets hit by a car, gets rendered unconscious immediately, and then never wakes up from it. So, sad story there. You know, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers to the Knapp family, to the Jets, and anybody else that came in contact with uh, Greg. Sad story. I don't know if he had a wife and kids, but uh, not the way that you want to go, getting smashed in a car crash on your bike. Uh, You know, it's just not not the way. I think he was 58 years old, too. Young. Young dude. And so then that brings up the final news and headline, which... Frustration continues to build as you cannot get away from politics in football ever. You heard about the COVID player outbreak rule, correct? Yeah, about the forfeiting. Yes. Do you want to offer some thoughts? I just think it's, I don't think, I, I don't know. This could be, this could turn very political. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I mean, between us, I, I don't, I don't understand one way or another why this is even a thing. I, I don't. It's not a thing in the real. It's not a thing out out in the world where you can't enter a facility or you can't go specific places unless you're vaccinated. Like I can't. It's, it's like Starbucks saying, like, "Oh, you're not vaccinated, you can't come get coffee." Well, Sorry. I, well, it's going to be, it's more like, 
if you don't want to take the vaccine, then you can't come work for Company X. I get it. Yeah, I, I just I just think it's ridiculous. Uh, I do too. Now this all, it, it's weird how things work because really this whole thing, I felt this thing starting and, and maybe maybe he knew about it beforehand, but I feel like this whole thing started way back in the beginning of the week in the news cycle when Michael Irvin made his comments. Because when I don't remember that. Irvin in the beginning of the week came through and said, if you don't, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but to the effect of, if you don't get the vaccine, you don't care about winning. And that's what it was. And it basically said, you're doing your team a disservice and you don't give a shit about your team and winning if you don't turn around and, and take the vaccine. And people got all thrown up. You know, some people came to his defense. I think Jerry Jones came to his defense. And a lot of other people, including myself, just kind of rolled their eyes and blowed off because I think it's just an obnoxious comment. Today's news basically is along the same lines. Right? Basically saying, hey, look, you don't want to take the vaccine and then there's an outbreak and you're related to it. Then your team forfeits. Uh, you know, if we can't get the game off, and they forfeit, you're going to lose your check. The team gets a loss, and it's your fault for not getting the vaccine. And I don't know. Again, I, I've tried as much as I could to not get super political in this on this podcast because I hate politics and sports. But it's just impossible to get away because here it is in your face again. Republicans, Democrats, White House media, all rolling up politics and this stupid vaccine bullshit into everything. You took the vaccine, right? Yes. Do you care if somebody else did or not? Did you? Did I what? Get vaccinated. I got vaccinated, yes. I got vaccinated in... I want to say April or May. Right. Alyssa and I both did because of the baby. I will be honest. I did not want to get the vaccine. Not at all. And the reason being that while the technology did start 12 years ago and then got shelved and then dusted off and streamlined to get through for the emergency response now, there is no long-term testing results or data sets for this specific vaccine used with this coronavirus. The technology behind the mRNA has been done, but not with this specific virus. And I just don't like being a guinea pig and having an unknown vaccine stuck in me. I don't. Especially when I don't really have any underlying conditions. I'm kind of a fat ass. I could lose a a pound or two. But I don't know if I really would have risked... uh, you know, dying from it. However, I do have two kids and the worst case scenario is death. So the vaccine seemed like a pretty easy decision for me. And it sounds like you're kind of the same. Uh, exactly the same. My, But to answer your question, no, I, I don't, I really don't give a shit who got vaccinated and who right? didn't. I, it's, I don't care. It's up to, it's up to everybody. You want to get vaccinated? Good for you. You don't want to get vaccinated? Good for you, too. I don't blame you. I don't think you're spreading it. It's just naturally going to spread anyway. 
I'm not a billionaire and I don't own a billion dollar company and therefore I don't have the right to tell anybody like these owners think they do that uh, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't play. Yeah, I, I, they can't really mandate it anyway. I, they've just kind of created this bullshit rule where they're kind of pointing the finger toward unvaccinated people and saying, okay, well, if a game does get canceled because of an outbreak and you're not vaccinated and the cause of it or involved in it, then your team loses, you lose, you know, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. You know, it's your fault. You know, go eat shit. And it's kind of like, hey, look, you know, it just happens. There could be a breakout and everybody could could be vaccinated. They don't even know that yet, right? I mean, th- these numbers have upticked, but you don't know. Obviously, vaccinated people aren't the ones getting tested. So you don't really know. But anyway, point, point being, I kind of sidetracking now. Getting well, very I don't know about that. I think the vaccinated people are still getting tested. Do you? I, I mean... I, Our, it's definitely happening down in Florida. The, the Even though people are vaccinated, they're still getting tested. No, I, I don't know anybody who has gotten vaccinated that has even thought about getting a test. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's way more popular in the industry that I'm in. So, Well, obviously, I think that testing per industry might test. Right, is different. Right, right might test vaccinated people because right. it might just be procedure. Right. However... It was one of the biggest question marks I had about testing was once everybody gets the COVID shot and they get vaccinated, the numbers are going to go down. And if they go up, they're only going to go up based on the non-vaccinated people because vaccinated people just aren't going to get tested. So you'll never know the true numbers. So all these numbers that they're saying are upticking and all that kind of stuff, they could be infinitely worse. Or they could have been there all along had vaccinated people gotten tested and they're just not, right? I mean, maybe they're... Right. I think think a lot of the numbers they're shooting out from Florida are based off of hospital and and medical uh, facilities, people who are getting really sick who have gotten vaccinated. Well, you guys are like the hotbed right now, right? What is it? One out of every five cases or something, you know, Florida... It's pretty popular. Yeah, it's something crazy. Yeah, I mean, basically, Every, everybody, everybody who wasn't vaccinated is now going and getting vaccinated. I'm sure, and obviously because of the political overtones, they're going after DeSantis. They're going after Florida. It's just a, a pretty popular storyline for the media right now. But anyway, DeSantis, DeSantis is our next president. Uh, I think he'll probably be the Republican nominee only because. Trump is just too tarnished at this point, and he—he's just—he's just a dummy. He's just, he's, yeah, he's just pretty stupid. And DeSantis is well-spoken. He's articulate. He has a good thought process and a process. He's got a thought process and a means to go toe to toe with the media, as seen in the sixty minutes. Uh, bit where they tried to go after him and edit him and, and he went after them. But um, I, I think that's probably, I don't know about the next president, uh, you know, that's going to be a voting thing. But I think he probably is ultimately the Republican nominee. I know everybody keeps saying Trump now, but I mean, that's just because he just got out of office. He got sports gambling in Florida. He's got a lot of votes down here. No, you guys don't have sports gambling. Are you guys pushing uh, that now? Oh, October. Well, oh, they're putting it on October votes? No, it's voted through. October is when it opens. 
Really? Mm-hmm. I thought you guys... I, I Okay. Well, I, I, I don't live in Florida, but I thought Florida was never getting with the Seminoles there. They were never going to get it. Seminoles are getting like 60% of every bet. Florida sports betting. I wish I knew we were going to talk about this because I would have looked it up. Um, is it something new that broke? Yeah, he signed the he signed the even the con even it went to the house and they signed it and it passed through about a month ago, I guess. Uh, Florida trend: big butts, big bucks betting Floridian, big bucks betting Floridians. God, that's a terrible written headline. Will approve gambling uh, expansions in twenty twenty two. Uh, when all said and done, proponents and opponents could spend $1 billion trying to convince Floridians to expand restricted restrict gambling with $62 million already pledged to back or challenge three November 2022 ballot measures. Okay, so I think it's going to be the 2022 elections is where you're going to see this. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing here on the podcast. Yeah, you got to do you got to do a lot of a lot of research. But he signed every uh, DeSantis signed it. The Seminole signed it. Uh, in May, it happened in May. Okay. Well, if he did get gambling passed there for Florida, he will obviously be a uh, big favorite for anything Florida vote related, uh, because gambling is the spot. So, yeah. but the COVID was the biggest, uh, and, and look, it, it bogged down this podcast for, I don't even know, 10 minutes or so, but that COVID story was, or COVID vaccination story was the headline of every football related thing all day today and everywhere else. I mean, it was on sports radio and TV and news and it was just, it was everywhere. And, uh, which is unfortunate because I just, I feel like this year is still going to be, very COVID heavy in one way, shape, or form. I hope it's not, but uh, we'll see. Uh, but for now, that was those were the big headlines. And now let's get to the meat of the podcast. And with training camp starting up, time to talk a little fantasy. So. We've got all of our leagues starting up. You booked yours. I have to book my draft. Everybody across the globe trying to find a day not taken by another league. So, starting to do rankings. What position do you want to talk about first? Well, I think probably quarterbacks are the... What, what, what would be the best phrase? The, the pinnacle of fantasy? Uh, are they the pinnacle of fantasy? Uh, uh, maybe. It's... At one point, they definitely were. I don't know if they are anymore, but regardless, you're right. Let's start with some quarterbacks then because it is a good way to start everything off. I don't know where they'll fall this year. They got super hot a couple years ago. And I think last year you obviously had Mahomes and Jackson eating up uh, everybody's draft boards. Probably not since, oh man, when, when was the last time that you had two quarterback talents taken super high in drafts like they were just going to be dominant? I mean, maybe there's always been two, but not like there was last year. I mean, Jackson. Well, Mahomes, Mahomes and Jackson were Mahomes like and Jackson. I mean, those two last year, the potential that those guys saw, 
You know, I, I don't know if I've seen two quarterbacks go. Like, when Warner played, was there another guy? Um, Warner and Vic, maybe? Remember, because Vic had a couple of years. Vic ago. was very high. Yeah, Vic was extremely high. Aaron Rodgers was extremely high. Yeah, but was when Rodgers was high, was he coupled with anybody else? I don't I don't think so. I remember I took him. I, there was one year... I don't know, maybe it was seven, eight years ago. I took him like first in the first in the draft, number one overall pick. Yeah, I mean, there definitely has been years where quarterbacks have skyrocketed up. I don't remember one where there was as, as solid vibes as there was last year. I don't think that has come through this year, however, because Manning and Brady. Uh, you know, well, Brady had that one year. Maybe, maybe the man when when Brady had the. Moss Welker setup along yeah. with Manning, maybe those two. But Manning was definitely like first, second round for cons- numerous years in a row. Yeah, and you did have the Breeze. You did have like Breeze Manning along with Brady those couple of years. Yeah. Right? Yep. Especially when Breeze had Jimmy Graham and uh, who was the, who was his lead wide receiver when it was Graham? It was Graham. Breeze. Colston. Uh, ah, that's it. Marquise Colston. That's right. Good job by you. Solid. Um, so, but this year, I don't know if last year's um, interest it carried over to this year. Because, to be completely honest, I mean, it's Mahomes, right? That's it. You're talking about quarterbacks, top tier, round one. It's Mahomes and Bust. No? I have a couple guys. I mean, I have, it's my, my first tier. You could very easily argue what you're saying. Yes, I agree. You could easily argue that Patrick Mahomes is, is tier one. Everyone else is tier two and below. Yeah, well, let's find out a way. Let's define how we're going to grade them. We'll do tiers, right? I mean, or, or we'll start by talking tiers, and then sure. we can branch off by there. So, I mean... If you want to do tiers of quarterback, we can do tiers of quarterbacks and then compare them to tiers overall. So, with the tiers of quarterbacks, who is in your top tier? Uh, and we're not including put, Deshaun Watson, right? Because he is not playing this year. If he does, I mean, no. it's not going for a while. Did you know he led the league last year in passing yards? Because I did not know that until I looked back on the stats. Ha, ha, ha. Oddly enough, yes. Because what I did was I had up, if I can get the computer fired up here again, I went into a little sleep mode. I had the quarterbacks lined up by yards per game, touchdowns, and ratings. And so yards per game, do you know who was first yards per game? Matt Ryan. No. Now, it was, it's kind of a trick question. Mahomes was two, Watson was three. Uh, Watson, like you had, led the league with 4,800 yards per game. It was 301. Mahomes was 316. This player, who led the league in yards per game, was at 371. So let me say that again. Patrick Mahomes. I get it. I get two. it. It's because they, they didn't play 16 games. And that was... Who? Um, Matt Ryan? Ah, no. Go, go again. Tom Brady? No. It's just Justin Herbert. It's got to be Justin Herbert. No. Mr. Dak Prescott. 
Oh, yeah, but you're – that's not based on – okay. It's based on that's five games, but I mean – I get – well, four games because he was – but yeah, he, and he only – and that's based off of – he was throwing the ball 50 times a game. That's that's a whole other story. What's more impressive and why I brought up why I said to Sean Watson is because he led the league in passing yards, but he was like 10th or 11th in pass attempts. So he did, what he did based off of his attempts – was pretty incredible compared to the rest of the league. Yeah, uh, Watson, I could go real quick and, and sort it by pass attempts. Watson had 544 in terms of attempts, 382 completed for a per- completion percentage of 70.2. Super solid there. I, I mean, it's crazy to think that these quarterbacks are completing 70% of their attempts, which is not nowhere near what it was, per se, in like the 80s and the 90s. But in terms of attempts... Going down, Deshaun Watson ends up being 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 in attempts. Yeah. 10 it's in really attempts. really good. He had a phenomenal really year. And again, it's just crazy. He's not even going to be a part of the league this year. So be it. So, uh, tier one. And, and to go through the other stats that I had organized. So, uh, yards per game. Dak Prescott was one, then Mahomes, Watson, Tom Brady, uh, Herbert, Haber, whatever, Ryan, Allen, and then Burrow. Aaron Rodgers came in behind him. Uh, in terms of passer ratings, it was Rodgers, Watson, Mahomes, Allen, Tannehill, Breeze, Wilson, and then Cousins. Cousins quietly had a really solid season, even though he didn't play well. All of his stats were good. Well, Justin Jefferson helped that out a lot. Yeah, for sure. It's just funny because because Cousins pops up here constantly. And then in terms of TDs, it was Rodgers leading the league with 48. Brady had 40. He was tied with Wilson for second with 40. Mahomes had 38. Allen had 37. Cousins, again, had 35. Uh, Big Ben had 33. Tannehill, Watson, Herbert, et cetera, et cetera. Your boy Derek Carr had 27. So that's just some of the raw stats uh, followed down. So top tiers, Mahomes obviously is getting thrown in there. You you do you, brother man, and uh, talk, if you will, about what you're seeing. So I, I broke the tiers down in, for me, I broke them down in a way that I believe who could finish as, as number one overall not in the league, but in just for just quarterbacks. So total total points, fantasy points for just quarterbacks. And then we can get to the discussion about, well, there's four point per passing touchdown uh, leagues versus six point per, per passing touchdown leagues, where Lamar Jackson in a four point holds a lot more value like Deshaun Watson does. As well as Kyler Murray, because they run more, they get they have more touchdowns on the ground. But for sake of the argument and discussing six point per passing touchdown leagues, which I assume you want to talk about, right? Yeah, I I, I mean, uh, look, when it comes down to actual point production based on the way a league is scored. Uh, it's impossible to match everybody across the board. We And we talked about this. That's why when they post the fantasy football numbers on the ticker, on CBS, Fox, whatever station it might be, it's stupid. 
because those numbers don't mean anything. You have no clue how they're defined, and they're just doing some generic. Well, they're just definition. doing standard. They're doing like standard standard scoring, which is way different than what anybody ever plays. Right, and standard scoring still could vary from league to league. So it's just yeah. silly. But yes, yeah, I, silly. I talk about six. I'm doing. I always will do six points per touchdown. Why right. should it be less for a quarterback? There's other ways to adjust it, which we have had in our league, where you add in like a completion percentage type factor and, right. and other variables. But right. let's do it. A touchdown is six. That's it. So Patrick Mahomes is obviously number one. This is my. This is tier one for me. And like I said before, just reiterating, these are the people I believe can finish first in the league for quarterback scoring. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, one, Josh Allen, two, Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott are three and four. I kind of keep going back and forth on them the whole offseason. All right, hold on. I want to write it down here. So you had Mahomes at one. Yep. Go. Josh, Josh Allen, two. Okay. Right now I have Lamar Jackson, three. Okay. I have Prescott, four. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I, I have... Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert in that order. Also in tier one, but so many things have to go right for them, for them to be there. They're more like the head of tier two, but if Kyler Murray doesn't get injured last year, he could very easily have been the best quarterback in the league. People forget that he was number one in the league through the first eight weeks last year before he got that injury. Sure. No, he was he was on fire, and then he got hit, and he got that shoulder injury, and then he didn't run anymore, and that was the end of it. And then you got Justin Herbert, who didn't even play a full sixteen game schedule because, well, what was the dude's name that started for them at first? Tyra well, Taylor. He got in there because Tyra Taylor took the Novocaine shot into the lung and collapsed his lung. It was the only right. reason he started playing. Right. Awesome medical staff there out in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, lawsuits for days. Super Chargers. Whatever happened with that lawsuit? Do you remember? the The last I read about it was that he was in uh, discussions. I mean, it ruined his career. But uh, did he sign with? I don't know. Did he sign with? He went. He went to Houston. Houston, right? But I mean, all right. Were it very ruined his. It ruined his season, and and it it. I mean, dude, the Chargers were pretty good. Like he had an opportunity to to play with a lot of talent. Yeah, I don't. I I. I it, that was a story I was very intrigued on, and I don't. I didn't even follow through with reading what happened. I'm sure they probably settled out of court. That's the last thing I read was they were in settlements. settlements yeah, that also. that would make the most sense, right? Because they knew that they were wrong, and they probably said, hey, look, be a good soldier, and we'll give you a bunch of money. I'm sure the NBA, uh, the NBA, the NFL probably helped out with that as well. But yes, um, so Herbert was solid. He was really good. He had 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He also added 216 rushing yards and Five rushing touchdowns. Herbert? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you broke up for a second. Yeah, he was he was really, really good. 
Oh, jeez, those were projections. Where, where are my actual ones? Uh, hold on. I am so sorry. I just screwed up. I grabbed the wrong piece of paper. That was terrible. That's a uh, car crash. I heard of one. Herbert, sorry. So his numbers were uh, 4,300 yards uh, in average. He had 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and I don't know what he did on the ground, but ended the year with a passer rating of 98.3. Solid performance you know, I, for a I, rookie. I just, I mean, he's very good. I mean, you saw, like, you could see he passed the eye test is what I'm trying to say. Oh, you yeah, for see, sure. He he performed could, much better than I think a lot of people thought. Oh, I nobody thought coming out of Oregon. I mean, he was good at Oregon, but nobody thought he was going to be that good. Um, But I still don't, he still doesn't have the upside that, Kyler Murray does because Kyler still has that ability to steal touchdowns at the end zone by running. Really? Yeah. Herbert he added uh, 234 yards on the ground and five touchdowns last year. That's what he did on the ground. So that must have been quarterback sneaks, etc. So uh, those were the actual numbers. But Kyler Murray, if he doesn't, if he's going to run like he did last year, he could put up a thousand yards. Okay, so let's talk about Herbert and let's talk about Murray, comparatively speaking. Yes. Right? So Herbert, he is the typical, um, he's the he's the case to be made for the quarterback that you know is good because you put him in and he just plays well. And you can see it. You can smell it. You can see it with stats. It's not the potential case, which is made continually with players such as Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold. Um, I don't know who else. Uh, who else is young? Has it, I guess maybe Carla Murray to an extent. I don't know. Maybe not. But let's just say Ar- Darnold and Sam Darnold and Joe Burrow. Daniel Jones. Now Joe uh, Burrow had Burrow had numbers. Burrow had numbers. But let's say. Herbert, you put in there, he plays, and you know he's awesome. Jones and Darnold, you you just continually refer to potential, and you you reference their you know once in a while solid performance. Herbert, he just goes in there and performs. His numbers speak it. You watch him on tape, and you see it yourself. Now Murray, also good, but different. I think he also passes the eye test, just with more questions. No, M- Murray does. Right, I, I mean, I still question his arm. I question he's got a fantastic gun. I just question his passing skill. I mean, he was hurt, and he still put up four thousand and eight nineteen rushing, and that's in eleven rushing touchdowns. Well, that's part of his game too, right? I mean. He had some terrible throw. I mean, at 12 interceptions. Right. Off of 26 touchdowns. Yeah. And he never was the same after, I want to say, it was the Thursday night Eagles game that he got hurt. It's like a week eight or week nine. I want to say it was Thursday night Eagles. But he got hurt in that game, and he was never the same the whole the whole year. I think it was Dolphins, actually. But I... Who, right, regardless. That's neither here nor there. Right. Um point being is that I don't know 
what he would really be like. Because obviously his rookie year, he had solid performances, and I would say you probably make the same comments that we just did about Herbert. Or you could probably make the same ones about Burrow, that they looked good. We don't know how he developed in the second year because that injury was pretty significant, I think. Uh, even though it didn't require surgery or anything, it did alter the entire rest of his year. Yeah, three points, 14 points, 17 points, 37 points, 7 points, 3 points. That was after the injury. Before that, he was averaging 35 a game. Yeah, he was a monster, right. I, I remember those stats because everybody was like, oh, man, Murray. And then that completely derailed him. So yeah. where are you putting those guys? again? Now, I, you said Mahomes was one, Allen was two. You have Jackson after that. Then you have Prescott. Then you have Herbert. And then you have Kyler Murray. I guess Herbert and Murray kind of tied at five, right? So you leave out, and tell me if this is by design or... You leave out Russell Wilson, and you leave out Aaron Rodgers. Right, I do. Really? I do. I actually, fun fact, <laughs> I have Jalen Hurts. Make it fun. Jalen Hurts above Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, 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 <laughs> Timing on that could have been better. However, why? Because of what he did on the ground with his feet. Are you fucking retarded? <laughs> I could be. I mean, it, <laughs> we still haven't figured it out. You have him above those guys because of what he could do with his feet? Yeah, because you always look at when you're breaking. This isn't NFL. This isn't how good he is in the NFL. This is how good he is at fantasy, right? Yes. Yeah, this, yeah. this, this is not. There's no knock on what Aaron Rodgers is, but Aaron Rodgers is going to be 39 years old. Yeah. There's no there's there's no way the regression's coming. There's no way he hasn't done anything. He hasn't been to camp. We still don't have confirmation he's even going to play. Uh, but well, I, that is the question mark when it comes to Rodgers is that whether or not he's going to play. I agree. Um it, it something that you can't get over and can't figure out until training camps actually start in any place. If he does play, though, and it looks like he's good to go, does that affect your ranking of Rodgers at all or no? No, I mean, he had... Jalen Hurts had 400 yards rushing in four games. He he left the Dallas game, remember? Or we had... When they had to beat Dallas... Instead, the coach pulled him. Right. Well, that was the final game of the season. Uh, or was it the Washington game he left? The Washington game he left, right. Yeah, well, it was the final game of the season, right? That's the when the Giants fans were all up in arms because they pulled him. Right. So he played three full games and a half a game. And he had 400 yards rushing. Uh, okay. Like, 400 yards rushing. On top of that, he had 1,000 yards passing. Take, so he's on pace, on pace for 13 on a 16 game pace. Well, you're supposed to do a 17 game pace now, but on a 17 game pace at that rate, over 4,000 yards passing and over 1,200 yards rushing. All right. So here are, let's take his final three games, which was. No, eliminate the, the Dallas game. No, I am. I am. I am. I mean, not the, the Washington. The Washington. Yep, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 
So these are his final three substantial games. They will be versus New Orleans, in Arizona, and in Dallas. He was 17 for 30 for 167 uh, and 106 yards on the ground. In Arizona, he was 20, 24 of 44 for 380, 338. God, I can't get these numbers right. 24 for 44 for 338. Way to go. Way to go, Richie. And then on the ground, he was 11 for 63 yards on the ground. Dallas, he was 21 for 39. That's a, well, that's a little bit less than the game before. 21 for 39. Uh, no, a little bit less. He was 54%, and then there was thir- thir- 53%. 21 for 39 for 342, nine rushes for 69 yards. So, I mean, two of the three were over 300 yards, and both those games had 70 yards on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than I give him credit for, for sure. And a rushing touchdown in there. Uh, rushing touchdowns, yes, in the second in the second game in Arizona. Yeah. So, and that was in spot duty at the end of the year. Yeah. Which is why they ultimately said sayonara to Mr. Wentz. Happy trails. So, so you're damn right he's he's at the top of tier two for me. Oh, all right. He, I mean, you could even argue that he has the potential that Kyler Murray has. Yeah, see, I, I have grouped everybody very differently, and I don't know... Um, if it's warranted now. Now, I, I looked at tiers basically in, uh, I don't know, it, through the lens of where would I draft them overall included. So my first tier only consists of two people. Number one is obviously Mahomes, but then my other tier one is Aaron Rodgers. And that's it. Because Aaron Rodgers' numbers were crazy good. I mean, he was unbelievable, which is, you know, I had him the year before, and I didn't pick him last year because he burnt me so bad in 2019. I wanted nothing to do with him in 2020. Now, I don't know which way he goes, but it will be his final year. If he stays in Green Bay, it'll be his final year. He'll have Devontae Adams. He'll have, uh, you know, all the guys back. You know, Lazard got hurt early in the season, I think. They'll have a healthy him another year in. It'll be yet another year in uh, the system, Lafure's system. So if he's going to go out, he should go out with a bang. And he probably would just try to play his tits off because why not, right? I mean, this is it. You're going to go for one more in Green Bay, try to win it, and I would imagine it would be solid performance. Of course, it could be a regression. He's old enough. But anyway, that was my thinking by putting both Mahomes and... Uh, in uh, Rogers in the top tier. Then my second tier is way different than yours. I put Josh Allen, while I hate him as a quarterback, his numbers are phenomenal. And he gets all those yards on the ground. So I put him in the second tier. I put Lamar Jackson in the second tier. I put Russell Wilson in the second tier, even though the second half of last year was concerning to me. However, if he didn't have that fall-off, and he performed in the second half like he did in the first half, that's a great season. And then to round out Tier 2, I put Herbert because I thought he played so well. And I can't imagine it going anywhere but up. 
having a, a full offseason and having one year of the league under his belt. And then as for Tier 3, I have Kyler Murray, I put Dak Prescott there, Joe Burrow, and then I threw Tom Brady. And then I left all the other people outside of it. So Jalen Hurts, for me, is on the outside. Um, did you put anybody else here? You know, not really. Uh, I guess Jalen Hurts is the one that really different. But, I mean, our ranking of the tiers. So I would go after one early, right? So I'd go after Mahomes and Rodgers early. And then those other guys, you know, you could probably spread those out somewhere between rounds, what, you, three you, to six? You, you, for whatever reason, I don't know why, you do not draft quarterbacks early. You're not going after. Lamar Jackson I, was the earliest yes. in, 20, in 20 years of fantasy with you. Lamar Jackson was the earliest I've ever seen you draft a quarterback. Ever. Yeah, and what happened? He fucking died on me. And that's right. why you don't do it. Because so, if that player croaks, right, you're compl- – well, it, it really is any first-round – pick if the guy croaks, gets injured, has a terrible year, you're kind of up shit's creek because you got to hit on all your other picks if you're going to lose, you know, pick one or two. But with a quarterback, it's just so killer because when you throw the dice on that quarterback position that high, you're really looking for top line numbers. I mean, you're looking for numbers that it's kind of like when you play in a tight end league, right? And you go for the, in years past, you go for the Gronk. I don't know who you would go for nowadays against the Kelsey. But when you make that play, you're doing it because that player, compared to the ones behind him, is so great. But if it doesn't pan out, well, you kind of shot yourself. Because you'll never replace that tight end quarterback with somebody who's going to get similar numbers. So you go after a quarterback and you whiff. You're never going to replace those top line numbers. You could with a wide receiver and a running back. You can't with a tight end if you play in that kind of league or a quarterback. You need those guys to play. You can't whiff on them if you go that early, which is why I never do it. Yep. But Unless you're at 12. Uh, yeah, I mean, 12, obviously 12 has a completely different dynamic. Because you're getting the two picks and you've got to see what happened the entire rest of the first round. You know, but Yeah, that's that's what you did last year. You took Lamar Jackson at pick twelve. Right. But if you're like pick four and you take Mahomes and Mahomes blows out a knee, you're fucked. I mean, there, there's no way around it. You're not replacing him. Like your second quarterback is not going to replace Mahomes numbers. Uh, no. Especially unless, if Mahomes had unless, like a 50 touchdown unless, year like he did two years ago. Unless you you do have that bench uh, quarterback like Mahomes from three years ago or Herbert from last year who winds up just blowing up and just being amazing. Yeah, I mean, come on. You're talking about scenarios now that you really need to fall into place. But I mean, to be fair, if you're taking... Mahomes in the first or Jackson in the first, you're gonna probably you're gonna probably invest another pick to to uh, I don't know how high, but you're gonna want to invest another pick to to 
I guess there's two what? arguments here. What? Yeah, I, I, make your argument because <laughs> I am arguing completely contrary. So go ahead. If you're going to invest such a such draft capital into somebody like Mahomes or Jackson, there's two thought processes. Either you're going to invest another high pick as a backup, or you're going to invest some sort of pick at the very end of the draft on a flyer on a backup quarterback who you think might have potential or someone who's starting for the first time who's young, like when Mahomes got his opportunity to, to do it. Or Justin Herbert was the backup last year and people had him in the, took him in the last round or they got him first off waivers or something. I mean, I will say this. If you take Mahomes early and then you follow up with another quarterback pick, like in early rounds, I mean, that's as as you can get because you're killing yourself. You're investing. You're not. You're not. But you're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying the second round, third round. I'm talking like the eighth through twelfth round. Like another like reasonably middle round investment where you're going to get a, a Ben Roethlisberger or uh, a Baker Mayfield or, uh, I, I don't know, a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe a Jameis Winston. Yeah, I don't, uh, again, this is why I don't draft quarterbacks in in the first round. It's because- if you take Patrick Mahomes with your first round pick, why not throw a 10th round pick on Deshaun Watson, who may or may not play? Because if you lose Watson for whatever reason, or I'm uh, not, yeah, but Mahomes, I mean, you know, like you, you, you lose Mahomes and you pick him in the first round, you're just not replacing him, right? And I don't care who you get in that 10th round, whoever you get in like round. 15 or 18 will put up the same garbage numbers in replacement duty that whoever you drafted in 10 will. The fall off from one of what I would call, you know, tier one, and for me it would be Mahomes and I guess Rodgers based on last year, but I mean, maybe you roll an Allen in there, I, you know, whatever you want to do, right? We, we've broken up three tiers. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not understanding what I'm saying. You're, you're obviously not going to be able to replace Mahomes. It's never going to happen. I know. You're but, screwed. But you're We're all in agreement with that. But you're going to burn another high pick on trying to give yourself insurance. You're damn right. I would I would take, although Ryan Tannehill's not going to be there in round 10, but I would burn a pick on Ryan Tannehill to have as a backup. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Because again, I'm 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 drafting for potential, and then I'll be drafting for security. So I would be drafting Mahomes, thinking he's playing it the entire season, and if he doesn't, I'm probably out. Okay, all right. So here's right. my argument. Here here's the ultimate argument. How many of the top ten players last year in fantasy in the leagues that we share, because we have the same scoring system? In Lost in the Fog and uh, uh, Pater, what, how many of those top 10 players in all of fantasy football were quarterbacks? 
Uh, oh, man, I wish I had our scoring system out. Um, I don't know. Do you have the scoring system? Yeah, I have it. Okay. Um, out of the top, how many? Ten players? How many were quarterbacks? Top, t- top ten in fantasy last year. Okay, so now for those listening at home on the road, uh, walking around your block, wherever the fuck it might be, we skew our system to try to make every position even so that you don't see end results where the top, you know, 10 of the top 20 players are quarterbacks and the rest are split up between tight ends, wide receivers, and the rest. So I think we've done a pretty good job with it. Um, I would say that of the top 10, the quarterbacks in the top 10, I would probably say there might be three. Eight. Eight of the top 10. See, Eight. Now, now, Nine of the top 11, if you want to go to 11. Okay, so who were they? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Who was around 12 pick last year, maybe? All right, so pick? who was the, who were, you said eight of the top 10. Who were the two players, point-wise, that were not quarterbacks? Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara. And um, another running back or a wide receiver? Tell me that much. Wide receiver. It was a wide receiver. So who had a completely sick, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins? Nope. Devontae Adams? Yes. Okay. So you had Adams and Kamara and the rest were quarterbacks. Rodgers, Allen, Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, who oh, who Russ, Ru- It makes Russell me want to readjust the scoring system again. It's like that's the complete results I don't want. Of course. That's why we've toyed with it so many times and it was good but, for a while. But we well, we we also changed it now to a half a point per incompletion. Yeah, no, but we right. did that. We did that to try to even everything out. But we raised the, the yardage to 20. And and lowered it to a half a point. Yeah, I know. For an incompletion, I, I mean, you could try to toy with so, it all you want. It's so t- tough to do. Anyway, well, continue. All they do is pass. Right. All people do I is mean, pass. Now. Right. So to to really skew it, you have to. I don't know. You know, you're never going to be able to. You'll, you, you'll. I mean, you have to do it. I mean, but based on that scoring system, right? If you were us and you were to look at your your players, the player pool, and scoring total scoring for the season and you were to see that result, wouldn't you just not pick a quarterback anyway? But that's exactly. Right? I, I mean, of course. like there would only be a couple. I mean, if you were going to throw but the dice. But that's what you do. You don't take a quarterback and you say, well, I'm going to get there's chance, I have an 80% chance of getting a quarterback that's in the top 10 that's going to score me those points anyway. So I might as well not I might as well waste my first round pick on something else. Right. Like and Alvin Kamara. Right. I agree. I, I mean, that's why I don't do it. I, I don't do it. But be- the argument of what I'm saying is if you're going to waste a pick on Mahomes and you need to back yourself up, you could have gotten Aaron Rodgers on in round 10 last year. No doubt about it. Yeah, you well, he had, had such had a Ru- shitty 2019. I got you. Right. Russell Wilson was what? Round 7? I don't hate. I don't remember. Maybe you have the draft in front of you. I don't know, but no, I don't. I don't have it in front of me. I thought Wilson went Ru- a little bit higher, but whatever. Regardless, Ryan Tannehill was 
definitely there in round 10. Tom Brady was definitely there in round 10. Yeah, I mean, some of those guys were there later than that, too. That's my. That's what I'm saying. I would just rather yeah. take the other skill positions than, than the quarterback, especially if I'm drafting a quarterback as high as the first or second round, like a Mahomes. But all, um, all in all, I, I think the argument is, that, and the point that needs to be pressed home is, is that if you're going to invest a late round one, first, second round pick on a quarterback – you, you might want to get insurance at some point in the draft. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that that would probably apply to all the one-off positions, such as tight end. Um, yep. You know, if, if you draft defensive leagues like DNs, if you yep. invest a higher pick on a single one-off position where there's only a couple of top-flight players, you definitely should look to try to get as solid backup replacement players as you can so that you can at least save some of the point loss if that player was to go out or not perform up to snuff. Yep. Now, we talked about those three tiers. Is there anybody that you're eyeing that you haven't noted outside of the three tiers that might be a little bit of a sleeper pick? I don't know. I'd like to see this kid, Justin Fields, get some action in Chicago because I really liked how he looked last year. At I mean, I liked his career at Ohio State. He was really good. Sure. Okay. Um, but I know Andy Dalton's going to be the, the week one starter, so he'll have to earn a role. Uh, I don't know anything about what Joe Burrow is going to look like this year. But he has such an amazing receiving core. I mean, I mean he, that's he why I put him in tier three because he looks so good. If he comes back, granted his knee isn't mush and he has a lot of difficulty getting back up to he, speed, he should be better than he was last year. He might have the best receiving core in the league if that kid Jamar Chase plays at, uh, if he's a. Yeah. 75% of how good rookie, it is. Rookie wide receivers are just such dice throws to me. Well, of course. Of course. But everyone's, but everyone's touting him as as uh, the, the best wide receiver, most prepared NFL wide receiver prospect since Julio Jones. Let's hope so. For Joe Burrow, I'd love to see Joe Burrow. I'd love to see good quarterbacks get good uh, good teams placed around them so that they can reach their potential. It just sucks to see, you know, good quarterbacks end up in crapo positions. And then you get something like a Deshaun Watson where it's like, you know, that guy, you know, he toiled around in Houston for a couple of years. And now because he loves massages so much, I, and he's, he's probably out of the league at least for this year. Um, but yeah. Deshaun Watson would be tier two if he wasn't going through what he's going through. Uh, Watson, Matt- if he was... Not going through what he was going through, he would probably be my third tier one. Mm, agree to disagree. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Matthew Matthew Stafford is another one that kind of teeters on the tier two, tier three. That's what I was thinking of. Go ahead. He has a. I mean, he just has a lot of talent. I, it sucks that he lost Cam Makers. That really sucks. Yeah, but, tough, tough, uh, tough loss. Is it is a running back? 
replaceable, but it's just late in the game to try to replace somebody of that talent. But I think McVay will just put it on his shoulders and just say, hey, we're going to throw the ball. Now the question is, who's going to be... Like Tyler Higby might have an unbelievable, unbelievable season. Like he, Matthew Stafford loved Hawkinson. Um, Higby could be the third receiver behind Coop, uh, uh, Cup, and Woods. But I mean, he's got a lot of talent. Stafford's got a lot of talent around him right now. I, I mean, for sure, that team was lined up. They needed just a quarterback, and the and the defense is going to give him the ball back a bunch of times. So, question is is uh, is the running back injury going to really hurt them that much? I I, I don't think so, dude. I, I mean, they might not let look. A good running back can definitely contribute positively on any team. A team that's constructed like the Rams are. It's, it's going to hurt because they use a lot of motion. They use a, a lot of formations. They could definitely value a running back out of the backfield that can, um, that, that can get some catches and touches and spread the field. That said, I, I think their passing offense is more the variable that drives the offense rather than the back that contributes in it. And so I think for that reason, like, is Daryl Henderson that bad? They obviously got rid of him after the bye because they liked Akers because you could just see it in the numbers and the touches. Henderson was not, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't, like, good. Right. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. But who knows? Maybe this year, different offense, Stafford, maybe he functions better. You just never know. Right. But you're talking NFL, I'm, I'm, you know, for fantasy purposes... He has the ability to gunsling it, and he has enough receivers there to, I think, keep him, keep him uh, in the discussion of uh, number two range. Yeah, I, I have to, the, my two kind of sleepers out of the rest of these was Stafford, which you have, and then Carson Wentz, because I know that Carson okay. Wentz looked terrible last year, but he's in. He he's in a new new city, new, new team, new everything uh, on a team. New old what? New old. New old. Well, he's got the same coach. Oh, I, I mean, right. I, I'm I'm just saying it's not in Philly. It's a different design. I you know different players, and I I mean Colts were good with. Rivers, and Rivers was bad. Right? I mean, Rivers was not good last year. It was awful. And and Wentz, should he stay healthy and not, I don't know, battle whatever mental issues he battled last year, I'm just saying I think that there's potential in there that he could return to form. I'm not saying that's guarantee. I'm just saying that much like Stafford, I have an eye out on Wentz and probably willing to take a flyer on him in later rounds, hoping that maybe he returns to form. Yeah. I, I, have, I, more conf- I have more confidence in Stafford. However, Wentz was the other one that I see ranked here lower that I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I don't know about that. I might take him. So what, yep. ab- what about some of the other names that we haven't mentioned, right? I know you mentioned Tannehill. I know you mentioned Hurts. 
Um, neither of us have mentioned Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield. You mentioned Mayfield a couple times. We definitely haven't mentioned Daniel Jones. Any of those no, names? I, I mean, the, those are guys that you're literally well, like Trevor Lawrence. Everybody's talking about. He's he's the 14th quarterback off the board right now, according to NFC ADP. I don't, you know, when you get that low, I don't believe Ben Roethlisberger is as bad as everyone thinks he is. But, you know, I I can see Tua, like Tua Tagovailoa has, Tagovailoa, however you say it. Just say Tua, it's easy. To, right, Tua has a lot of talent around him. Like, he has an opportunity to to actually do very good if he actually takes a chance. Like, last year he just he refused to throw the ball anywhere that was risky. Um, All right, I, so, I, well, let, let's do this. I'm gonna like give you Fitzpatrick. I'm going to give you three guys. I'm going to give you three guys. Ready? So, I'm going to give you... Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagliawoa, Tua, and Ben Roethlisberger. You have to pick one of the three. Tua. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not who I was thinking. Not to say that your your choice was wrong. I, I would have just went with Ben. Well, I get I get why you would have go, gone with Ben. Everybody's everybody's. Re- well, you said it start the show. Yeah, every, there's the report that. He's, no, he's all svelte and stuff. Yeah, I, I'm not going on that. But I'm just, you know, again, it's it's kind of like Tua potential, Trevor Lawrence rookie potential, and then Ben, you know, a known commodity. You know what you're getting. You know, bad road games, good home games. I just don't know, you know, what to make of Lawrence and Tua. I just he just has not passed the eye test in any way, shape, or form. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, is it? Is it is it just the pieces? Is it he needs a little more help? I don't know. He really did not look good. So I I don't you know rookies Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. You mentioned Fields. You have a little interest in Fields. What about Mac Jones? And Mac Jones gets some PT. Uh, I love to see Mac Jones, but there's no way he's going to get in there in time to make that much of an impact. He's not going to get there week. When's their bye week? Uh, I don't have it here. I need to look oh it God. up. So, of the quarterbacks, right? Give me your top three of the quarterbacks that you would pick in the fantasy. Uh, to run them down: Lawrence Wilson, Lance Fields, Mac Jones. Lawrence Wilson, Fields, Mac Jones, Fields, Fields one. Yeah, I would I would probably sit on him because I think he has okay. the most put I think I cuz fantasy's so weird now. You if you if you don't have a guy like Prescott who's going to throw the ball 45 times and for 450 500 yards, then you have to look for even Herbert could do that too. You have to look for the dudes that can run. That have the the ability, that yeah, got the you. dual threat. Sure, get you get some so, ground yardage, which is why you like Jalen Hurts so much, 
Right, exactly. So why not sit on a Justin Fields over that? So I would go Fields. I might even go Lance and then Lawrence. Okay, so Fields, Lance, Lawrence, Lance, Lawrence in no particular order, but Fields definitely had the two, the other two. Yeah, yeah. So now do you take Fields and put him anywhere close to your top four tiers? Obviously not no. one, probably obviously not two. Do you put him close to three or four? He's uh, he's teetering on tier three, tier four. Okay. So was Ben Roethlisberger. I have Ben Roethlisberger and Fields back to back. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah, sure. Ben definitely has a higher upside though, because when De- when Ben rips it, he throws up monster numbers. Well, that's why I have James Winston in in uh, teetering on that tier three, tier oh, four wow. too, because. All right, so why don't you say people that I might have, I, you know, we didn't even get to tiers like four and, and change, but go ahead, the people that we might not have talked about. So you got Jameis Winston close, like high up on your three. No, he's at the bottom of three, top of four. Okay, all right. So, because he's another one. And look, you said you base you base this off of how you're going to draft. I, I agree with that because the, I tried to put it in the order of guys I would actually draft. But with the caveat of who has the potential to actually be the number one. So tier one, I base it off of who's good, who can actually be a number one quarterback. Tier two is kind of who has the most upside to, to slide themselves into the three to ten range. Sure. Right? And, the, and then everybody else, tier three and tier, tier three would be that eight to 15 and tier four is that. 12 to 20. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. I see what you're doing. So I I can see Jameis Winston. Can't you see a, a, a scenario where James, Jameis Winston finishes as the seventh or eighth best quarterback in fantasy football? I, in all honesty, no. I can't. Just because Jameis sucks. He's so bad. I don't oh, even think gonna, he, he finishes the, the season as their, as their quarterback. He's, he's going to throw the ball a, sh- a ton, dude. I mean, he was he was so bad in Tampa Bay, and then they brought in Arians, and he was still bad. No, see, you're talking football again, not fantasy. Fantasy, Where? he was ranked like he oh, threw the ball have, so many times. I don't even. I I just have last year's numbers, which he didn't even play. Um, he did have a couple of big games fantasy, um, two years ago when he was with Tampa Bay. But he also got benched <laughs> because... Yeah, well, you, once again, you're talking how bad he is for NFL persons because he's through 30 touchdowns but through 30 interceptions. Yeah, I don't... Uh, it just vamp a little bit as I try to pull up uh, as I try to pull up his numbers because I can't... Uh, I'll just do it here. Uh, Justin Herbert, I got him in pro football reference. We'll put in some Jameis... Jameis Winston numbers, and let's see what he did uh, here. So let's do 2018, 2019. Um, you know, I'll look at his rookie numbers because, well, I'll look at all of them. So yards per game with, with Bruce Arians at the helm in the 16 games he played and started, he averaged almost 320 yards a game. He had 33 touchdowns. And then he also had 33 interceptions. 
or 30 interceptions. 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. For 5,100 yards. So you're right. He put up monster numbers. Now, the year before that, he only started 9 of 11. So let's go back to his second season in the league in Tampa where he started all 16. So it was horrible that year. Uh, well, he I mean, he had 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 18 interceptions for 255 yards a game. And then the following year, he had 3,500 yards, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions for 270 yards a game. So, I mean, he really peaked out with Arians that one year. I mean, that was the year. Yeah. So you're saying what you would hope for in New Orleans with Sean Payton as the coach and with his offensive system is a return to that Bruce Arians form or somewhere close to it. Hence, I said, I can see a scenario, but we all know Taysom Hill still lives there and Taysom Hill is still going to be something. Yeah, I, it's just a player I just have not even thought about in Jameis Winston. Uh, and, eh, you know, you look at his numbers and sure, I, I guess. But I that's mean, why he's at the end of my tier three, beginning of tier four. It's somebody that these are people that you're just kind of like, yeah, I guess I could see something working for him. Yeah, I don't know if I can see something working on on uh, Rich's team, uh, on Chris's team. I'm not sure, but on my team, I'm not. You know, so probably isn't making it. But Tua, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, Tua Fitzpatrick, Winston, Tua Fitzpatrick, Winston. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, do you want to do you want to beat yourself eight. in the head with a mallet, a hammer, or this uh, handsaw here? Their uh-huh. ADP, their ADP is pretty much, I believe. I'm looking right now. I'm taking Tua out. He's garbage. So Tua is not there. So I'm down to Fitzpatrick and Winston. And they a- a- ADP is they're all within. I'm probably 15, taking fifteen picks of each other. Oh my god, man! So I'm down to Fitzpatrick. Or Tua, or, or Fitzpatrick, or Winston, Jameis. Oh, I don't know. Am I going to really take Winston? I mean, I oh, really, wow. I can't believe you really. I, I really hate so Fitzpatrick. I mean, I really hate him. I'd probably go Winston with the three of them because I hate Tua and Fitzpatrick more. I mean, I'm just looking at some random book that has, uh, you know, I'm just looking at just for a roster here, and um, they they have Tua at 15. For quarterbacks, I think that's insane. Yeah, that's his ADP, I think, or, or sixteen or something. I'm not sure, but it, whoever is drafting him that high or ranking him oh, that no. high is on serious drugs. Twenty-one. He's twenty-one. That sucks. Fitz is twenty-five, and Winston's twenty-seven. Yeah, this guy sucks. Sorry. So, all right, we we ran a little long in the tooth here talking about the quarterbacks. So let's uh, let's just chop it up. Give your uh, give your top three round guys. I'll give mine, and then we can punch out. So your round one, who do you got? Uh, for uh, probably Josh Allen. But that's all you have in round one. No, oh, you're, you're tier one. Sorry, tier one. Oh, 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 okay, sorry. You said round one, and yeah, I was I know. like, well, I, 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 I fucked up. 
Yeah, I meant I, I, I actually would take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes this year, although I'm ranking Patrick Mahomes, and that's just me being biased because I I love what Diggs and and him do together. Sure. And I, I love Diggs. I, the problem is, is that I really hate Josh Allen as quarterback. So even though his fantasy numbers are good, I would have trouble internally drafting him that high. He got so much better last year. It, he, he got, so he got infinitely better. better because he couldn't hit a long ball worth of shit. And then last he year he was, could hit the yeah. long ball and he couldn't hit the short ball, which is really weird. But yeah, he was. He, he, he he's better than I give him game. credit for. I, better, way but, better than I give him credit for. But with that said, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. I would see, I can see all of them. That's your entire tier one? That's my entire tier one. Wow. Okay. And if you were, if we were going to do it a way that, and look, to be, to be realistic, you could easily say tier one is for me is Mahomes and Allen. And then you could start tier two with Jackson, Prescott, Murray, Herbert, and then move on to tier three with Wilson, Hertz, Rogers, Brady, Tannehill. Right. It, it really depends on what the tier means to you. So for mine, I, you know, tier one is I'll draft these guys high. And like I said, I, it would be Mahomes, it would be Rogers and Watson if he was actually playing. And then that would be it. And so then I think you had some of these guys. Then I have your Allen, Jackson. Wilson, Herbert in my second tier. Those guys are also getting a higher end pick. And then after that, these are the guys that are like, I'm going to pick them later in, in, in later rounds, but I'm going to keep an eye out if they're there and I'm going to grab them before they're gone. And that would be Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. And you probably have to draft those guys a little early because somebody like Murray is going to be gone early. And I'm sure somebody's going to gas on Prescott on those three, on those uh, on those whatever seven games that he had last year, which would leave me to be like you know the guys that I'm trying to catch on later rounds would be like Burrow and Brady. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Brady had a sneaky good year, man. I know. I just I still he's 90 years old. I'm. I know. Father Time's going to get him eventually. Yeah, well, eventually, eventually. But it didn't happen last year. Um, and so is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you've had your mind on that you wanted to sneak in there, some kind of point or other quarterback tidbit before we punch out? Uh, no, we discussed a lot of the, the little stats that I had come up with. I, I was thoroughly impressed with we talked about Jalen Hurts. I don't don't underestimate his fantasy uh, potential. I should say, um, Kyler Murray, if he stays healthy this year, I would. I think he could easily be top three. Patrick Mahomes is so good. I I can't imagine him ever ever not finishing in the top five, except for an injury, and. The last thing would be, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson thing. If he plays, you know, don't forget about him in, in your drafts. Always keep an eye out for him and see if he if he falls and falls and falls and falls. Eventually take a flyer on him. It's not going to hurt to throw him on the end of your bench. 
because he t- could turn out to be the best player in fantasy. Right. I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you there. If he plays, if he comes back, I, I don't think it's happening, though. No, probably not. You know, I mean, I think a lot a, a lot would have to happen for that to take place. And, it, I mean, they might even just trade him in the, in the middle of the season to throw him on a new team. And then at that point, you know, it depends on when he gets traded or whatever. You know, you've kind of lost the entire year. But maybe second half. I mean, I think to that end, Watson would be a second half play. You grab him late just because you're like, I'm going to keep him on my bench. I just got him in round 12 or 13. And I'll just see if he comes back and plays. Exactly. And if he does, good for me. Otherwise, you know, whatever. It was worth it. Was worth it. Risk-reward was there. So. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess that'll do it for now. Quarterbacks are done in in the books. And then when we reconvene, uh, maybe we it's uh, you know next Thursday, maybe earlier, you let me know uh, offline what you want to do. We got uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers to talk about. And we can talk about tight ends, but, I mean, we, we roll tight ends in with wide receivers, so we can actually talk about them at the same time unless you wanted to do a tight end-specific podcast. No, we could roll them in. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're we're left with running backs and then wide receivers. So we'll do one of the two, whether it be next Thursday, we'll get it to you earlier. Then all of a sudden it'll be there in your feed. So subscribe and you'll never have to worry about it. It'll just pop up and uh, you'll see what we are talking about. So with that said, enjoy the rest of your Thursday or insert day here uh, whenever you're listening. Chris, I will talk to you later. Enjoy your time alone and uh, your return to Bachelorville. (laughs) Thanks, dude. Adios. All right. Peace out. Audi 5000. Enjoy, everybody. See ya.